Welcome to the Parallel Universe Plane Wormhole. Please take care to ensure that your hands and other extremities stay within your confines. We don't want any sudden loss of limb along the way. In case of any accidents, please note your exits and take them when needed. We are now loading docks 666 as well as dock number 17. Please enjoy the ride along the multiverse of Conspiracy Me. Thank you. We are stuck in a very strange place in time, and conspiracy theories are rampant nowadays, to the point where it's difficult to draw the line between fact and fiction. I'm your host, Ethan Bridges, and welcome to Conspiracy Me. The vast majority of you know why you are here, so I won't have you explain yourselves. And like myself, you are curious about the world around you and how it works. You know the basics to conspiracy theories, and many that I will discuss here are very well known. But most of these are just the tip of the conspiracy theory iceberg. The iceberg is a multi-leveled construct, ranging from the more well-known theories to some that even I have never heard of. Visualize an actual iceberg and note that the tip of it is always the smallest part of the entire entity. In each episode, I will go through the hard work and research for your benefit to give you the history behind the theory and its following. We are going to start in the horizon with the simpler and more well-known theories. Then we will dive into the ones we have no idea how deep they go. So buckle up, because it's going to be a bumpy ride. Science changes every day. Each experiment brings scientists closer to some form of truth while being able to discredit many theories. You are what you eat was always an adage I heard as a child. In order to grow strong, you must eat your vegetables. Back then, as a child, I wasn't too fond of my vegetables. But now as an adult, I appreciate them more as my taste buds have changed. There is a content warning, so listener discretion is advised. As we evolve, so does our food. So does the way that we digest the food and how we find ways to make eating more pleasurable and nutritious, and so on and so forth. Genetically modified organisms are part of genetic engineering, a way to make something better by changing the chemicals in the organism's DNA. This is definitely a big conspiracy theory, and there is a lot to go in. So sit back and buckle up and don't say, I did warn you. A few years ago, I learned a little about GMOs and non-GMOs while working as a grocery store clerk. With certain foods, mainly fruits and vegetables, scientists have been able to modify DNA of these foods to increase the nutrition for better dietary needs. This idea for us to be able to be healthier and gain more vitamins than we would if we harvest the food that was locally grown. Now, GMOs are government-ran meaning they hold the formula for the crop, be it corn, wheat, or soy, which are the number one GMOs in America. 
If a person had a similar crop across the street from a GMO farm, any crossbreeding that occurred would then become part of the government's property, and that person would lose their yielding that harvest season. There are many people against GMOs because it seems to them that the scientists are playing God, so to speak. The idea to make food instead of growing it opens the door wide enough for many conspiracy theories to walk through. Many theorists who happen to be scientists are only opposed to the idea of modified food because of conspiracy theories themselves. In 2012, a French article was published with the title Food and Chemical Toxology. In this article, the study that took place happened in a time period of two years, looking at the effects of feeding lab rats GMOs. The study found that there was an increase of tumors in the rats that were fed genetically modified corn, which happened to be sprayed with Roundup. Now, I'm not a scientist, but there were many flaws with the study itself. Uh, the strain of rat that was used was prone to tumors for longer lifespans, and there was not enough rats for the case study. The theory goes that the paper was retracted because the results came in inconclusive. They could not find a definitive line between the GMO, the old age, or the roundup that caused the tumors. After the redaction, the media went into a flurry of ideas why the paper was redacted. Many believe that the redaction was to hide the truth. A separate conspiracy theory within itself it was said that the theory really came through the world of those who leaned politically right. In Latvia, theorists believed that GMOs were part of a larger plan to poison a portion of the population as population control. In Turkey, they believed GMOs were a conspiracy theory by the Jewish people and Israel to conquer the world under world domination. Many countries outside of the United States believe that they are using GMOs for global control over agriculture and plans world genocide. Now, not to say that any of these theories are wrong, but the idea that food was created in a lab seems far-fetched for many people. When we come back, we will look into Frankenfood after this brief break. When you think of people making food, you tend to think of preparing meals in the kitchen and not a lab. But with the rise of more dietary problems, people tend to move away from the more naturally traditionally grown foods for things made in actual labs. More of a part of this theory is that with the rise of GMOs in America that fewer local farmers can compete with the big guys. More of that theory is that farmers will completely withdraw from sharecropping or that they sell out to the government so the government can make billion dollar companies even more money. With the more vocal people leading the pack of theorists, the movement believes that it is a corporate plot to profit off unhealthy foods, which leads to more health problems like obesity and heart problems, which in turn makes the big pharma more money. Now this leads me to Monsanto. 
the leading business working with GMOs in the United States. This conspiracy theory states that Monsanto is working to make foods unhealthier, so people can rely heavily on the medical and pharmaceutical businesses who lobby out to Monsanto. These theories go back all the way to 1992. It was during the March Against Monsanto when other companies began putting non-GMO on their products. In 2016, when the Zika virus was prominent, many theorists claimed that the virus was being spread by genetically modified mosquitoes. If they can modify the food, why not modify the animals? These claims were proven to be false. The anti-GMO movement is very closely related to the anti-vaccination movement, the theory that people are putting harmful things into their bodies, which causes long-term illnesses down the road. Do I personally believe any of this is true? No. I have looked at many articles on both sides of the spectrum, and both do have points on where they stand. For those who do not eat GMOs, see how long it takes before those who do die off. And if you are the only one still left alive, make sure that no harm comes your way. And for those who do eat GMOs, enjoy your food while it lasts. You'll never know the next time you'll get to eat. And as I said before, you are what you eat. And don't take that lightly. Thank you for listening to Conspiracy Me. Until next time, I'm your host, Ethan Bridges. Be careful, and don't say I didn't warn you. This has been an Ebb and Flow production. To contact us, please email me at conspiracymepod at gmail.com. Like and follow us on Twitter at conspiracymepod, and please give us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts.